Welcome to the Simplify Finance Podcast, powered by Palma Bella Consulting. No gimmicks, no schemes, just solid, simple ways to recapture control over your finances. And now, broadcasting from Palma Bella Studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, here is your host, Troy Peterson. You know, I was sitting around talking with some good friends the other day, and I, I got to say, there's just nothing, nothing as precious in life as having good friends and being able to just sit back and laugh and tell stories about yourself and then even laugh at yourself. And we found ourselves telling stories of all the stupid things we did as kids. And, and I remember telling them one of the things that I did. It probably wasn't the dumbest thing, but I was telling this story of how I thought I was Onzer Fonzarelli and I was going to go jump trash cans. And I just watched him do it on a, see, on a scene in Happy Days and thought, well, I can run my bicycle over all those trash cans. So I went out and I got a big wood setup board that belonged to my dad out of the garage and I tried to stack it as high as I could so I could jump about eight trash cans. And I lined up the trash cans and I put this board in front of it and realized it's not high enough. So I started looking for things to put under the board and I found a, a log from the stack of firewood that we had and you know a bucket that went under that and even got a sponge in there. Don't ask me what I was thinking. I was obviously a dumb kid, but somehow I thought a sponge would even add two inches of height to that ramp to get me up. What I didn't realize was how unstable of a platform I was really building. But I thought I got the ramp high enough and I decided to go up the hill and, and race down and jump those trash cans. So I, I got up to the hill and I'm on my bicycle and I come pedaling as hard as I can, come around, I hit that ramp, my front tire starts to go up it and that's when I realized exactly how unstable this platform was because it was right about that time the whole ramp just crashed and everything I'd stacked on it, the sponge and the bucket go bouncing in different directions. Suddenly there's this big log firewood right smack in front of me. The ramp crashes. My bike hits the log, flips me end over end, right over the handlebars into about eight trash cans filled with gook. Now I got leaves. I got garbage from last night's dinner and it's all over me. I'm a mess. It was a little bit pain too because you can imagine that didn't feel all that good. But that's just one of those stupid things we did as a kid. Now, from that lesson, I can tell you, I learned that it was, even though I was still going to jump my bicycle over things, I was going to build a more stable ramp. And I was a lot more cautious about every ramp I built after that. So I learned a lot from that lesson. Uh, the truth is, when you look back on your life as kids, we've all got to acknowledge that we learned some things. Now, I want to share with you today a really very important piece of wisdom that I learned from my dad. My dad taught me a few key things that I can use in life, but this one I know will impact your life too. I heard my dad say this over and over and over again when I was a kid, and I didn't really understand until I was a young adult exactly what it meant. He used to always tell me that if you watch the nickels and dimes, then the dollars will take care of themselves. Now think about that for a minute. Watching the nickels and dimes and the dollars will take care of themselves. What does that really mean? Well, to translate that into something real simple, it means that we've got to be mindful of our small purchases so that we've got more dollars for bigger opportunities later. See, we don't realize what those small purchases are costing us. And the cost really comes in lost opportunity, lost opportunity to invest in our own future and really be able to build wealth. You know, I consider Warren Buffett. I was just looking at an article on his life this morning, and uh, looking at his life, 
He lives in the same house that he bought for $31,000. He's a billionaire, second richest man in the world right now, and he still lives in a house that he bought for $31,000 because he was watching the nickels and dimes and his dollars have definitely taken care of themselves. That is a good picture of what it is to build wealth. How many times have you ever heard yourself say to yourself as you're looking at a transaction, what the heck, it's only 20 bucks and you go ahead and spend it thinking that 20 bucks just isn't much money and it's not going to have much impact on your finances. Well, what happens if you do that 10 times in a month? Suddenly that means $200 disappeared. So in that story, the $20 is the nickels and dimes and the $200 that we could still have at the end of the month Those are the dollars. Now, those dollars are not there to take care of themselves. That means we don't have those dollars to invest. We don't have those dollars to put into some vehicle that's going to compound interest and grow wealth for us over time. It's all about watching the nickels and dimes so the dollars can take care of themselves. Now, we do do it backwards. We tend to worry about the larger purchases and ignore the smaller ones. We don't realize how much opportunity costs we're losing when we go buy that latte at the coffee shop every morning. If you think about that, if you're doing that, that's $5 for that latte every morning. And if you do that five days a week, that's 35 days this week, and you add that up through the month, you've got $140 that's gone. Those nickels and dimes are, t- are, are, are running away with your dollars. If you watch the nickels and dimes, the dollars start to take care of themselves. So let's look at some of the things you can do to change that and rearrange it. Uh, one of the big things that my family and I did when, when we were younger was, uh, when my kids were younger, that is, was we made a rule that applied to our grocery shopping habits. You see, we had a lot of money, at least on paper, left over every month. And I would sit down and list out my income and expenses like you're supposed to. And if you're not doing that, then this is exactly where you start. Make a list of your income and expenses. We sat down to list those out. And we found out that on paper, we should have a lot of money left over. But in reality, we didn't have any. So I wanted to find out where the heck it's going. I started looking at my spending habits and I realized I was making about three extra trips to the grocery store every week. And I was spending an average of 30 to $35 every single time I went. So I started to realize that What was happening was we were going to the grocery store with a haphazard list. We were forgetting things. And even if it was just a gallon of milk, when I ran to the store to get that gallon of milk, I would end up picking a half dozen other things. And instead of spending $3 on a gallon of milk, I'm spending $35. And I got a whole bunch of other junk food to take home and put in the the pantry. Some of that probably never got eaten. It expired and had to be thrown out. But it looked good at the time. That, for us, added up to between four and $500 a month in just those small trips to the store. Those nickels and dimes were running away from our dollars, and our dollars never had a chance to take care of themselves. So we made a simple rule. If we forgot something at the grocery store, we could just write it on the list. We weren't allowed to go back in the middle of the week. It had to wait until our shopping next week. And that increased our holdings in our account by over $400 just in the very first month of doing that practice. Now, that's a simple practice, but let's look at some other things you can do. 
I was asked a very good question by a client earlier this week. I know right now as we're recording this, for many of you, it is tax refund season and you're looking for ways to be able to to spend that refund. What's it going to be on? Uh, I've heard people say they're going to buy furniture. I've heard other people uh, say they're going to put a down payment on a car. I've heard people talk about cruises, whatever it is. I'm not here to tell you what to spend or not to spend that money on. But this particular person was asking me about their refund and they actually directed it to car insurance. Now, I got to appreciate this because they've obviously been listening to us for a while. And yes, I've been working with them on some financial strategies and they're starting to see money completely different. And with that attitude, she was actually starting to think about watching her nickels and dimes so that she had more dollars to take care of themselves. And her focus was on car insurance. See, she remembered me talking about how most insurance companies will give you a discount if you pay the full policy premium right now instead of making monthly payments. Now, they don't all do that, but I'd highly recommend that you ask your insurance company if they do, because very often you can get a 10% discount. Now, her insurance was $190 a month. So for the sake of example, I'm just going to round that up to a nice even 200 I spend a little bit more of that on car insurance. Uh, depends on how many drivers you've got and what your driving record is and where you live. You may spend a whole lot more, a whole lot less. Uh, but we're just going to use an example here of $200 a month. Now, most car insurance premiums run in about six-month cycles. So you, you don't buy it a year at a time, although you can. Most of them go in about six months. So if you're spending $200 a month on car insurance over six months, that comes out to be $1,800 that you're spending on insurance. Now, if your insurance company offers you a discount to pay that premium in full of, say, 10%, now that means you won't have to pay $1,800 right now. You pay $1,640, so you save $180 right there. You're also saving on the monthly transaction fees that every insurance company will add on just for the convenience of the monthly fee. Too often we would look at that completely backwards. We'd say, you know, I've got the tax return and I've got the $1,800, but I don't want to spend it on insurance because I'd rather spend the $200 a month. It's easier to manage. And then you go spend the $1,800 on something else. But what if you did what this person was doing and actually spent that $1,800 on your car insurance? You saved the 10%, so you saved the 180 so now you only spent $1,620. I did that math wrong earlier. $1,620 is what you spent on your insurance. You saved 180 So your money ahead right there, that's almost a full month's payment. Now, what if you did the next step on that? And you continued to pay that $200 that you would normally pay to your insurance company, but you paid it to yourself. Let's see how that works. I got my tax refund. I took the $1,800 chunk out of it that I would use to pay my car insurance. And I went to go pay my insurance company. They says, great, you get a 10% discount. That takes $1,620. You keep $180. So now you still have $180 sitting in that account. Now I'm still going to pay that $200 because I budgeted for it. It's in my expense sheet, 200 bucks for insurance. So I'm still going to pay that. Only now I'm going to pay it to me. And I'm going to deposit it into a savings account or some type of an account that earns interest. Now for the sake of simplicity, let's, let's not do the interest calculation here today. Just know that you're earning interest. We'll talk more about interest a little later because you've got to start compounding. But if you do this, You've already got $180 in that account. Now your insurance is paid for six months. 
Now you start paying yourself 200. So in month one, now you've got 380. In month two, you've got 580. And you see it continues to grow all the way up to the next six month period when you've got to pay your insurance again. You now have how much in there? You just paid 1800 plus you had 180. So now you've got $1,980 in your insurance account. You turn around and you spend 1620 You got 1980 minus 1620 Now you've got $360 left in that account and you start that process all over again. By doing something simple like this, you're still paying your extra $200 into yourself, but you use that tax refund to now put yourself ahead. Now you're using the smaller transaction of that monthly insurance payment in order to build up dollars for yourself. And those dollars can build to an account that begins to compound interest in your favor and start to build real lasting wealth. You can see where if you did something like this, it would not take you long at all to build up to a place where you can start to acquire income producing assets with that cash and then start to compound your growth dramatically. Now, let's say that you've got that account to where it's got $1,000 in it. You can see by using this it's not, this strategy, it's not going to take long to, to where you've got $1,000 in there. Now you're ready for an emergency. You're ready for any little things in life that might come at you. But more importantly, now you're earning interest. Now, I know it's tough to get 10% interest, but let me just use that as an example because it's a nice round uh, number. If you got 10% interest on that $1,000 in the first year, you earned $100. So now that means that $1,000 is now $1,100 because the bank gave you $100 for loaning them the money, letting, letting you use or letting them use your money for the year. So now you got $1,100. Now we start to compound interest on that. Now you got $1,100 in there at earning 10%. You earned $100 in interest last year. You earn $110 in interest this year because you're compounding and adding interest on interest. It's kind of a great growth strategy that when you're regularly putting in small amounts of money, you can grow that nest egg to be a large pot of wealth just by going at it little by little. So you might consider what she did. Take your tax return and do something like an insurance payment. Because if your insurance company gives you a big discount to pay your premium in full, and then you put yourself on a payment plan where you start to invest in yourself, you can see how you'll start to grow wealth. That's using the small transactions, those nickels and dimes, to put to work for you to be able to build buckets of dollars that you can invest later. It's all about watching those little transactions. Watch the nickels and dimes, and the dollars will take care of themselves. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Simply Finance Podcast with host Troy Peterson. We hope you were able to take away some essential strategies for recapturing control of your finances and more importantly, enhancing your life. This podcast is made possible by Palmavella Consulting. For access to more episodes of this podcast or further financial coaching tools, please visit us at www.palmavella.com. And remember, if you want to simplify your life, start by simplifying your finances.